The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly. Sort your mobile plan now with NetSpeed on Gold Sport. The course of this week, we've been looking back at the year in review, the year that was. Our last uh, show is tomorrow. So today we're looking back at rugby and joining us, the voice of New Zealand rugby out of Gold Sport, Elliot Smith. Morning, Elliot. Morning, BK. Gee whiz, so much has gone on in the world of rugby. I don't know where to start, but maybe we, we start with the coach, Ian Foster. Ian Foster's year? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been an up and down one, hasn't it? It's hard yeah. to sum up. Um, you know, from the, the first game against Ireland, where it looked as though that they'd found a formula to attack, found a formula to defend, and, and yes, it was only, I think, four sort of four tries in 10 minutes in the first half, but they blitzed Ireland at times, and it felt like, you know, it was only the first game of the season, but it felt like a pretty good market, but for them, you know, it was, um, you know, and this term's been used plenty of times over the last few months, a roller coaster. you go to Dunedin, uh, and they lose there, and then the series on the line in Wellington, and they, they fold there as well, and, um, you know, ultimately, that's mm-hmm. when decisions had to be made, and, um, you know, two members of the coaching staff left, and, and Brad Moore, uh, and John Plumtree, in come uh, Joe Schmidt and, uh, and, of course, Jason Ryan, who's, who's really tidied up that full pack. But even with those changes, um, not all the issues have been left behind, of course, with the All Blacks. So, uh, look, Ian Foster goes into 2023, um, you know, with four defeats this year and a draw and eight wins. Um, I think they're a better place than they probably were uh, 12 months ago, given uh, you look at the, the defeats that ended that year to, to Ireland and France. But there are still lingering questions, especially over the ability to string three games together at the end of a campaign, you know, i.e. win a World Cup, win three games in a row, quarterfinals, semifinals uh, and finals. So there'll be plenty of uh, thinking and, and work for Ian Smith, uh, sorry, Ian Smith, Ian Foster <laughs> to do over summer and um, and try and uh, figure out some plans to deliver this, this Rugby World Cup. Of course, Ian Foster himself, um, you know, will go into 2023 not really knowing how his job will play out. Obviously, he's there till the end of the World Cup, but as we know and have seen in, in recent headlines, uh, there has been, um, you know, discussions about how the All Blacks are going to be best placed to um, be coached from 2024, whether it's appointing a new coach well before the World Cup. So, there's all sorts of intrigue around Ian Foster as he heads into 2023, of course. The main one, of course, is that the Rugby World Cup. Uh, you reviewed his year, though. Uh, mixed, I think, would be fair to say, um, with some really disappointing uh, losses that um, uh, will you know, have a black mark on his and the All Blacks record. Another one, I guess, if you look at the highlights for the year, has to be the Black Ferns, world champions winning an incredible, the, the semi over France and then the final against England, who probably went into that game as favourites. Yeah, they did. And, and look, you look back to, to where the, the Black Ferns were as well and, um, you know, a, a team in turmoil towards the start of the year after they came back from that end of year tour, some off-field issues as well. And then, um, you know, coach Glenn Moore resigns, uh, you know, Wayne Smith comes in and uh, and coaches this team as sort of a unexpected last hurrah um, and, and builds them into, uh, back into the, the force that we know that they can be um, over what was it, probably six months in the end, if, if that, um, that he was able to, to turn them back into a world-beating force. And, um, you know, the style they played, the the, um, the pace they played with um, really, um, you know, showed what New Zealand rugby and New Zealand women's rugby can be. And, um, you know, the, the game plan that he believed could beat England ultimately in the, the Rugby World Cup final delivered. And um, I think 
you look at the the program, you know, Royal Hay Demant has had a superb year, named World Player of the Year, New Zealand Player of the Year. Um, probably heading into this year, wasn't entirely certain that she would be the Black Ferns starting 10 at a Rugby World Cup. There were other options uh, around the country that could have perhaps slotted in uh, to that 10 jersey, but the, the season that Royal Hay has had as captain and also player has been nothing short of phenomenal. She's been a key part of that team and, um, you know, building right through you know, the, that Pacific Four Series, then through to the Rugby World Cup. They had that nervous uh, win over France, of course, in the semi-finals, and then, if it was even possible, more possible, a, a nervier win uh, against England in the side of the, the hand of Joanna Nutwood, slapping it back on New Zealand's oh. side to, to win that game. That's going to be a memory that's sort of imprinted in my brain for a long, 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 long time. So I, I think you look at the Black Ferns and go, what a revolution they've been able to to go under this year, and um, and and taking their place back at the you know, the top table of women's rugby teams, and set themselves up very nicely for continued success. And we haven't even mentioned the way that sort of the country was captivated by it, uh, and what that might mean for women's rugby going forward as well. I think ultimately um, a very very good year for the Black Ferns and um, and of course the women's sport here in here in New Zealand. And we look back at at Super Super Rugby, the Crusaders again, you know, winners again. Yeah, and 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 uh, intriguing way they went about it this year. I mean, Richie Mwanga was uh, out for six seven weeks at the start of the comp. They had Scott Barrett, their captain, recarded and suspended for a bit. They had a few other injuries uh, along the way as well, and uh, it felt like you know the dynasty uh, was certainly coming to an end. And, and there were articles suggesting as much. But you never write off the Crusaders, and you never write off Scott Robertson. Uh, you know, the Blues were poised to be crowned as the you know the the next generation of um, you know, super rugby winners, but um, it was a it was a coaching masterclass from from Scott Roberts and 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 his you know senior players to to come up to Auckland and and get a win and and not only win but really comfortably win. Yeah, you know, there was only really one team in it on the night at Eden Park, and it was uh, you know a red and black wave that went through uh, Eden Park, and and um, I think perhaps maybe um, outside of maybe that win in Johannesburg in 2017. Uh, the finest win of uh, this current era of the Crusaders to, to go up to Eden Park. It seemed very fancy to win it um, and, and take it off them on, on, on home soil. And on the NPC front, what a great year for Wellington, not just winning the NPC title, but the Ranfurly Shield as well. Yeah, and, and yeah, they dropped their first three games, of course, and, and then um, you know, Leo Crowley, the coach, and I, I think you've got to pay credit to TJ Pedernara. You know, he was a player that, uh, would have liked to probably been in the All Blacks, I'm sure, but he decided this is um, his responsibility, his task. And I think um, you can certainly see his leadership come through on the park uh, in every game. The way that he drove his team to um, their honours and then got them the Ramfilly Shield and lifted them in those key moments and in the final, um, you know, against Canterbury and Christchurch, he, he pulled them through there as well. So I think um, you know, TJ Pettinara deserves a lot of plaudits, but. The thing about Wellington, very young team, very exciting team. You know, Peter Luckey, uh, a superb young player who we're going to hear a lot more about. But uh, Wellington, it's been a, a bit of a while since drinks for them. So to get two big trophies in the one year, I think, yeah. is, a, is a certainly a massive achievement. And a great year for Heartland Rugby, South Canterbury and East Coast uh, Nadi Parral. So it wrapped up a wonderful year, really, didn't it, for Heartland oh, Rugby? Yeah, yeah when, you, when you look at the, the All Blacks, they're the front page, but around the rest of the, the, you know, the country, you know, the Black Ferns, Crusaders, you mean, you know, Wellington and uh, Heartland Rugby as well. There's some superb stories there. And uh, Nigel Walsh, the, the South Canterbury coach, has done amazing things down there with that winning streak and the, the trophies that 
he's been able to bring through. Also, the Canterbury women in the Farah Palmer Cup, I think yeah. it's their fourth trophy out of five. I mean, there, there's been some superb stories in New Zealand this year. The All Blacks have dominated, as they always do, BK, but um, you know, the Black Ferns and others uh, certainly deserve some plaudits as well. Totally agree. Enjoyed your commentaries, Elliot. Have a great Christmas, New Year, and get ready for a new Super Rugby season in the new year. All the best. Yeah, cheers, BK. 2023 could be a big one, I reckon.